the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. City WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. The following is sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries and is pre-recorded. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul speaks of different kinds of Christians who make up a, a church who need different kinds of, of shepherding based on their particular problems. Let me read this to you. 1 Thessalonians 5.14, Paul says, We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. Those are the disorderly people. Admonish them. Encourage the faint-hearted. So there are some who are unruly. There are some who are faint-hearted. Help the weak. So there are weak people. Be patient with everyone. Listen, those who are called to be elders are called to shepherd all of the flock. Verse by Verse, a teaching program featuring the sermons of Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. I appreciate the Apostle Paul charging the Ephesian elders to care for all their flock, not just certain ones. I also think there is an application for the rest of us to love all of the people in our churches. We may not interact with everyone in our church on a regular basis, but it is important for us to remember the membership of our church is determined by God. Each person has a role to fulfill. And that's one of the applications each of us can make as we listen to today's program. Here now is Pastor Steve. It's very important to be in a place that you are fed. Now I want you to look again at verse 28, and I want you to notice that in telling these elders from Ephesus, who they are responsible to oversee and shepherd that Paul distinctly says, note this, this is very important, all the flock. He says, be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock. Now this is a very significant point because it means that elders are to shepherd, note this, not simply one segment of the church, but all of the church. Paul says all the flock, the entire flock, every sheep, In other words, elders may have a sphere of ministry that they focus on, and elders do. Nevertheless, they are to care for all the members of the church, not just a a select and limited few. See, shepherding all the flock involves spending time and ministering to some sheep who can be difficult. Now, nobody here, but some people who can be difficult. Some who are very high maintenance because they seem to make it a habit of straying from the truth over and over again. They need lots of counseling. They need lots of personal attention. Or sheep who are just, they're weak. They're fearful. They require a great deal of encouragement. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, 
Paul speaks of different kinds of Christians who make up a, a church, who need different kinds of, of shepherding based on their particular problems. Let me read this to you. First Thessalonians 5.14, Paul says, We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. Those are the disorderly people. Admonish them. Encourage the faint-hearted. So there are some who are unruly. There are some who are faint-hearted. Help the weak. So there are weak people. Be patient with everyone. Listen, those who are called to be elders are called to shepherd all of the flock. Not simply those sheep who are easy to care for, and frankly, some are easier than others. Writing about how challenging it can be to shepherd sheep, Bible teacher and pastor John Stott said this. He said, sheep are not at all the clean, cuddly creatures that they may appear to be. In fact, they're dirty, subject to unpleasant pests, and regularly need to be dipped in strong chemicals to rid them of lice, ticks, and worms. They are unintelligent, wayward, and obstinate. And you'll like this, because he said, I hesitate to apply the metaphor too closely and characterize the people of God as dirty, lousy, or stupid. But then he says, but some people are a great trial to their pastors. Now he's right. Some are a great trial. But regardless of how difficult some sheep are to shepherd, elders, Paul said, are to minister to all of them by protecting them, by admonishing them, by encouraging them, and by being patient in teaching them, and if necessary, over and over and over again. And frankly, that can be very challenging at times because some sheep, just they're just difficult to care for. And as John Stott put it, they are a great trial to their pastors. And so what are elders then to do when faced with caring for sheep who are trying and difficult and require a great deal of attention and patience? Listen closely. Elders then must think correctly about the flock. Elders must think correctly about all the sheep. They must understand the true value and the worth of all of God's people. And that's what Paul reveals in the last few words of verse 28. He says, Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd, now watch this, the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Now notice how Paul describes the church. First he refers to it as the church of God, which means that the church belongs to God. It does not belong to men. That's a remarkably significant and rather comforting truth because it tells us that our church, along with other local churches, but our church does not belong to the elders, not at all. And therefore, it isn't the responsibility of elders to provide for the church and to sustain the church. This church belongs to God the Father. He's the one who brought it into existence many years ago in the 1950s. And he is the one responsible to maintain this church. It is his. It belongs to him. That's why every member of the church, all the flock, even the difficult sheep, are important to God. And that's why they are to be cared for and lovingly shepherded by the elders. Why? Because they belong to God. There are no unimportant members of this church. Each member is precious to God, and therefore they are to be precious to those whom God has assigned to care for them, namely the elders. And how did the church come to belong to God? How did this happen? Well, notice the last words of verse 28, which he purchased, meaning the church, with what? 
his own blood. Paul says that the church belongs to God because he purchased it. And he purchased it with his blood, meaning the blood of Christ that he shed at the cross. Now, not only does this statement affirm Paul's belief in the deity of Christ, because he does declare the essential unity of the Father and the Son, so that, as one theologian put it, and I quote, he hesitated not to speak of his sacrifice on Calvary as the shedding of the blood of God. But beyond the declaration of Christ's deity, what Paul is telling us is how precious and how valuable the church really is, the whole church. See, the church isn't merely another earthly and human institution created by man's ingenuity. It is God's church. It's been created by him. It's been paid for by him with the inestimable price of his son's life. Listen, the world really doesn't have a clue as to how important and how meaningful the church is. That's been evident by the fact that during this whole pandemic, churches have not been considered essential. That's absolute nonsense. In God's eyes, there is nothing more essential than the church and nothing more valuable and precious to him on earth than the church. And that's why he has placed his sovereignly chosen elders to care for his church because he loves his church, and it is through his elders that he demonstrates his love and concern for the church by using them to shepherd the flock. Concerning the importance of the church to Jesus, once again, I'm going to quote Puritan Richard Baxter, who has very meaningful words to say to those who have been called to be elders. Listen, he said, can you not hear Christ saying, did I die for these people? And will you then refuse to look after them? Were they worth my blood, and are they not worth your labor? Did I come down from heaven to seek and to save that which was lost, and will you refuse to go next door or to the next street or village to seek them? How small is your labor or condescension compared to mine? I debased myself to do this, but it is your honor to be so employed. Have I done and suffered so much for their salvation, and will you refuse that little that lies upon your hands? convicting words, but so true. This is why elders must hold in high regard each and every sheep in the church, even the difficult ones, even the challenging ones, because they have been purchased by Christ's blood and therefore they belong to God and they are precious. He cares about their purity, about their holiness, and therefore as his appointed overseers, We who are elders are also to care for their purity and holiness too, and so we shepherd them. I remind you that in Matthew chapter 25, our Lord, in speaking about how we treat his people, he said this, to the extent that you did it to one of these my brothers, these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Now, I don't know who the least of his brethren are. My friend Phil Johnson claims to know He thinks it's me. Many years he told me that, that I was probably the least of his brethren. But I don't know who they are. But the point is, the point that Jesus is making, is that we are to treat all of the flock well, because in doing so, we are treating him well. How we treat his people is how we treat him. So we don't neglect anyone. We don't overlook anyone in the church, even the least. 
Now, so far what we've seen then is that Paul has begun his charge to these elders by telling them about two God-given responsibilities they have as pastors. Number one, they are to pay attention to their own spiritual lives. Number two, they are to shepherd all the flock. Having said this, Paul now proceeds to explain why it is so important that these Ephesian elders make sure that they shepherd all the flock that has been entrusted to them. Why is this so critical? Why is this so important? Yes, it's important because the church belongs to God. It's important because Christ has purchased the church. But there's another reason that Paul gives. Notice, notice verses 29 and 30. He said, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. From among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Paul explains to these men why they need to be so vigilant in shepherding their church. It's because he knows that at some point after his departure, and by departure I take it Paul simply means his departure from Ephesus, not from this life, he knows that false teachers whom he calls savage wolves, because why? They attack sheep. They're going to, he says, infiltrate the church, and they're going to harm the flock. Now, these are false teachers, Paul said, first from outside the church. They're going to slip into the church. They're going to do great damage to the sheep. But even more concerning is that Paul said that there will be men from among the elders of this church who will defect, and they will abandon the truth, And they will tragically turn into false teachers. And these men already in positions of leadership in the church, they're going to start speaking, Paul said, perverse things. By that he means they're going to twist. They're going to pervert the truth with the goal of drawing away people from following Christ and sound doctrine. In other words, like savage wolves, these false teachers will drag away individuals from the truth of the gospel and from the church in order to devour them spiritually. Now, during the three years that Paul was with the Ephesians, he protected them. He guarded them from false teachers. But with his departure, he understands that Satan will now send predators in the form of false teachers who will prey upon the sheep with the intent of drawing them away from Christ to follow them and their heresies. And that's why Paul is now charging these elders to make sure that they guard all the flock. Because with him gone, they, these elders, they're God's means of protecting the people. He's not going to be around to do that. It's their responsibility. Sadly, exactly what Paul said would happen at Ephesus did happen. After he left, false teachers, first from outside the church, did come into the church. And some of the elders who were already in the church turned out to be unbelieving false teachers. And you can see this by the things that Paul wrote in his first letter to Timothy while he was at Ephesus. Often when we go through Paul's letter to Timothy, first one and second one, and he speaks about false teaching, we tend to think that these are these are teachers outside of the church. What Paul is addressing to Timothy is take care of what's inside the church. Elders who already have a platform and they are now teaching heresy, Timothy, you got to take care of that. And so we read, for example, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 3, 
Paul said, as I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines. I submit to you that he's talking about elders who are teaching strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith for some men, and these men are the elders, some men straying from these things have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law even though they do not understand either what they're saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. So these men who were teaching strange doctrines, myths and endless genealogies that give rise to speculations, these were some of the men who had served and were still serving as elders of this church. This is why Paul is telling Timothy to instruct these men not to teach these doctrines because these men were in the church. They had a platform. They were looked to as leaders. And in fact, Paul even goes on to mention some of them by name later in the chapter when he writes in verses 18 through 20, this command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you fight the good fight keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are, and here he mentions, I take it these were two men who were elders at the church, Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. Listen, false teachers are always a threat to every local church. Every local church that preaches the gospel, I should say. And the reason that they're a threat is because behind every false teacher is Satan. Behind these false teachers is the devil who tries to destroy Christians and local churches by twisting and distorting God's truth and luring God's people into believing error and heresy. And so often these false teachers are quite religious rather than secular. That might surprise you, but they're usually religious. Jesus, as you'll recall, he sounded a strong warning against false teachers who have a deceitfully religious outward appearance. Remember what he said in Matthew seven fifteen. He said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are savage wolves. The danger of these men is that they appear to be believers, but they're not. Instead, they are deceivers and they are covered up. They're disguising themselves because underneath their pious disguise, they're just savage wolves. That's all. They're spiritual predators who are after sheep to destroy them. Concerning the religious nature of many false teachers, R.C. Sproul said these insightful words. He said, Paul was not concerned about sheep dressed in wolves' clothing, but about wolves dressed as sheep. The secular people are not the concern. We know where they stand. It's the clergy who have to be watched. It has always been the clergy. The greatest threat to the nation of Israel was not the Philistines or the Syrians or the Babylonians, but the false prophets in the midst of the people who took the truth of God and twisted it and distorted it and carried away the people to idolatry. Jesus' greatest enemies were the clergy of his day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Church history. Church history bears witness to the fact that those who bring unbelief into the church are not the secular professors. They're the seminary professors who deny the resurrection and the cross and train ministers of a new generation to deny the very essence of biblical truth. 
He said the church lives out the drama of Little Red Riding Hood every day. Now, as I said a few moments ago, while Paul was with the Ephesians for those three years, he protected them from false teachers. But now that he's gone, it now befalls the elders of the church to take Paul's place in guarding and protecting the sheep. And how how were these men to do this? Well, that's what we're going to see, Lord willing, next week when we resume our study of the passage. But today, we've discovered two responsibilities all church elders have. The first one is that they are to make sure that they pay attention to their own lives because they cannot effectively care for the people of the church if their own lives are out of order. So I say to all of our elders, myself included, let this study be a reminder to you to make sure that you take time to be holy, that you are not so busy serving others that you neglect your own spiritual life. That could be tragic. And it violates scripture. Take heed to yourself. Read the word for your own nourishment. Address every sin in your own life. Spend time with the Lord in prayer. Only then will you be fit to care for others in the church. Second responsibility that we've seen is that elders have the role of shepherding all the flock, not just some of the people, but all the people, even those who are high maintenance. And the reason for this is because every member of the church is a precious person to Christ because he died for them. He purchased them in his own blood. They are his treasure, his unique possession. Unbelievers may not see the value of the church, but all elders should, and they must. As someone has put it, every time we look out upon our congregations, let us believingly remember that they are purchased by Christ's blood, and that therefore they should be highly regarded by us. Amen. Now, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, then you are really not part of his flock. We talk about the church, the flock, the sheep. You're not there, but you can. You can join the flock by placing your faith in Christ for your eternal salvation. What does that involve? Jesus put it this way in John 10, 27. My sheep, they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they'll never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. If through the preaching of the word of God this morning, you have heard Christ's voice in your inner being, calling you to come to him for salvation, convicting you of your sin, impressing upon you the need for you to turn from your sin and turn to him salvation, then I say to you, then come. Believe on him, follow him, and receive eternal life. You will never perish, ever. Let's join our hearts in prayer. Father, we thank you for what we've been able to study today. And I, Lord, I pray for all of our elders, including myself, that you would help us to take heed to what we've been told to take heed to, and that is ourselves. Help us, Lord, to be men who not only love you, but who love your sheep and who care for your sheep and who are patient with your sheep. I pray, Lord, because as we've studied today, The flock belongs to you. It's yours. It's not ours. It's your church, your people, purchased by you. Lord, help us. Help us to shepherd our congregation in a godly, wise manner, but help us to be examples to them 
of what Christian men are supposed to be like. And Lord, we pray for any here who may not know Christ. May they be drawn to yourself. May they sense in their hearts their need for Christ, their conviction of sin, their need to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. May you open their hearts that they would experience true, genuine conversion. I pray for our young people here. I pray for them, Lord, that they would recognize their need to come to Christ and not simply be in church, and that their parents' faith is not their faith. So I pray that you'll open their hearts to the Gospels. They have opportunity to sit in the messages these last few months. We do pray that the Word of God will work in their lives and bring them to faith. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How to protect the sheep from false teaching. That is a topic that we will be... How to protect the sheep from false teaching. That is a topic that will be coming in some of our next verse-by-verse programs. And I think that it will be vital for all of us. You have been listening to the teaching of Pastor Steve Kreloff, but perhaps you would like to hear teaching like this on Sunday as well. If you are in the Clearwater, Florida area, you are invited to stop in and worship with the folks at Lakeside Community Chapel. You can find out more information about the church at lakesidechapel.com. Another web address that might be helpful is versebyverseradio.org. There you will find more information about the verse-by-verse ministry as well as past programs you might have missed. In the meantime, I hope you're able to join us on the next Verse-by-Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.